What's up guys, Luke here. On the episode today, we talk to Shane Talty uh, about Bitcoin, crypto investing, all that good stuff. Me and Mark are pretty much novices here, but we're looking to get involved. <laughs> Usually, me and Mark are getting involved in stuff that are more uh, cutting edge, but maybe we have missed the boat. We're going to figure this out on this podcast. This is kind of a primer for cryptocurrency and stuff like that so for more advanced people this probably isn't for you but if you're like us and you don't know too much about investing in um, bitcoin or ethereum all that good stuff uh, this is a good place to start we're going to try to build up our knowledge over time and uh, we've talked to a few other potential guests that may be joining us um, so i hope you enjoy this uh, as usual this is not financial advice um, but it's uh, it's an interesting place to start thanks welcome to the shark pod the podcast that explores business and lifestyle design in Ireland and beyond. And now, live from Greystone Studios, here are your hosts, Luke Curry and Mark Baker. What is up, Shark Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Shark Pod, uh, live here from Greystone Studios. We've got uh, Mark Baker out there in Glenageary. How are you doing, Mark? Great. I think it's the start of uh, summer here. It's 20 degrees today. You know what, Mark? It's the start of summer. It's the start of, you know, coming out of the kind of uh, lockdown-y stuff. Um, and I think that it's time for a new investment strategy, Mark. I think that's I think that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about some opportunities with our our guest, Shane uh, from Cryptalk. How are you doing, Shane? Good. Very good. Thanks very much for having me on. Delighted to have you on. This is something that me and Mark were talking about uh, before. We we saw your uh, we saw your uh, YouTube channel, um, all about Bitcoin, all about uh, crypto investing. Me and Mark are coming up with a bit of a plan to dip our toes in the water. We want to do something together. Uh, you know, kind of get that. I guess um, you know, commitment or what's that? What's the word I'm looking for, Mark? Accountability buddies. That's what we're looking for. Um, so, because it's easy, because I know I, I do uh, investing kind of on a monthly basis, um, but I try to do it on the same day every month. So, you know, it's easy enough to say, you know, I, you know, I'm going to Dundrum Shopping Center tomorrow. Maybe I'll put this off, you know, and then the money's gone. So, the the important thing is that we're going to try to set something up here. Um, but just Shane, uh, your channel uh, on YouTube, what's it all about? What's the what's the basis of that? Um, well, the Tagline is uh, Cryptalk, that Irish guy that talks about Bitcoin. It's just fairly self-explanatory, really. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't say I'm a maxi, but uh, um, yeah, it is pretty much Bitcoin for me. That's the only one I would kind of recommend. And it's just a short kind of trying to keep the videos under like 10 minutes. So because basically want to want people want to keep people up to date with the latest Bitcoin price action and news, short and sweet. I read a lot of stuff that most people do not want to read even sometimes i'm reading it kind of going i shouldn't have read that you know it's a waste of time like if someone's working a busy day comes in they have an interest they're able to turn it on get an update in about eight to ten minutes and go right okay so this is what's happened this is the good news this is the bad news and just have an idea of where it's at like you know so and of course educate people who are brand new and when when did you kind of get into the the, the crypto space or when did you get into the the mindset of this kind of cryptocurrency bitcoin um, how long ago is that? Have you been involved since then, or is it kind of uh, yeah? Um, to, well, 2015 was the first time I heard about it. Literally Friday evening, I was driving home to work. Still remember it. Matt Cooper was talking about he's interviewing a Bitcoin miner. He had absolutely no idea what he was talking about. This guy <laughs> did something with computers, and he got paid with this digital currency where there's absolutely no physical presence. 
uh, you know, it's, it's almost like if, I don't know if you ever play GTA and you get like fake money, I was like, how, how is this, how is this a thing? Like, you know, this has to be a scam, like, you know, but it just, you know, when you learn a new word and you suddenly see it everywhere, but it's not as if that new word wasn't there. It's yeah. just your brain recognizes that, oh, now I understand what that means. So it pops out. Every time it popped out, I made a point of reading what it was, whether it's online or a magazine or newspaper or whatever, but it wasn't in 2017 where I was like, right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get some of this. Um, up to then, I've just been basically learning little bits about it. And um, I suppose checking the price. I remember the day it was added to XE currency. I used to, you know, like, like a lot of people, you're going on holidays, you exchange, how many is that in dollars? How much is, you're buying something online, you want to know how many pounds, uh, you know, how much it is in euro. And I remember they added Bitcoin. I was like, all right, that's a bit of a little seal of approval. So I kept, every time I go in, I'd have a look and see what it was. And I just noticed at the time it was like, you know, a few hundred euros. And I'd be like, wow, that's, that's massive. And then it would crash down to like a hundred euros. And I was like, all oh, right, that's it, done. Yeah. I must have seen that and had that feeling. I'd say a dozen times easily. Um, and I'm just kind of thinking, why, why didn't I invest back then? Like, why didn't I invest back then? Um, but it wasn't 2017 where I just kind of noticed that enough to go okay there is something here and that was one of the, the massive bull runs so i kind of got in nice got out before crashed but then it was kind of like oh there's there is definitely something more here like you know so yeah since 2015 heard about it 2017 started investing in dollar cost average and trading and stuff like that and you know what like we're talking that's only a few years ago but in bitcoin years that's a that's a million years ago things are moving so quickly the first yeah. time i ever heard of bitcoin i was working for a software company in canada i think it was 2004 no it was it was 2015 so that's that's like you know it had been around i guess, i think it's been around since uh 2009 2010 or something in that era um but uh, this uh company i was working for was a software that was done uh, that was around payments and we set up the first uh payment processor that would process uh bitcoin and exactly zero people used it um that was it was the biggest kind of you know flop uh product launch ever but i think it was just maybe five or six years before its time but uh that was the first time i heard about it. and they were kind of saying okay that's something because i was in sales so they're saying okay this keep on pushing the bitcoin acceptance on this on this uh terminal and stuff i'm like i don't even know what that is but i'll say it to them and i didn't like i didn't get too much traction but mark baker when did you first hear about this uh this bitcoin stuff this uh this online currency stuff i'd say it popped up on something like tim ferris's podcast or joe rogan so yeah. probably 2000 and 12-ish i probably start hearing about it in kind of common people talking about it you know the average person starting to talk about it yeah. but for some reason i haven't really bothered trying i think there's just too many things out there i'm interested in a lot of things yeah. and i just felt like the time to invest in actually really going deep dive on this so i actually haven't so shane you're actually talking to a fairly complete novice here you know so if you wouldn't i was going to say to you luke's kind of mid-level knowledge maybe he, you know a bit of an understanding but for me and maybe some of the listeners that don't really know you know starting from scratch what's the what's what's the basics that we need to know and then we can kind of dig further into for the more advanced okay. stuff so it's it's a digital currency there is um has absolutely no physical presence you can't hold it in your hand like the dollar or the pound or the yen or whatever um there's only ever going to be 21 million of them. 
So it has a fixed supply. That's it, fixed supply. Now it can be broken up into one Bitcoin can be broken up into like, you know, like it's a hundred million Satoshis. That's just what they call it, say the equivalent of cents or whatever. Um, currently about 18.6 million have been mined to date. It's estimated that about 2 million of them are lost, are lost forever because, you know, people have like, you know, they have one of these like storage wallets, but they've lost the passwords or they've just lost the passwords to their Coinbase or something like that, you know? So that only, I suppose, could, it just limits the supply. Um, it's decentralized. So it's not like Apple or I don't Amazon where it's controlled by one company, a CEO, a president, a king, a queen, or, you know, it's, it's decentralized. It's based on, on networks. I noticed in one of your previous past, uh, podcasts, you were talking about um, nodes and the network effect and Metcalf's law. Yeah. And I found that really interesting because it kind of ties into that. Like, um, so there's, yeah, it's digital currency, fixed supply of 21 million. Uh, it's decentralized. It is uh, all online. It's decentralized. It, sorry, there's something else I missed there. It's, um, yeah, the halving. It's deflationary, not deflationary. So every four years built into the program, the supply gets cut in half. So what that means is currently 6.25 Bitcoins are made every hour. In four years' time, that's going to be dropped down to like 3.125. So at the moment, uh, there's like 900 new fresh Bitcoins mined every single day. So the supply is actually being reduced, but the demand is, well, it's definitely increasing this year. This year was phenomenal. Like, um, yeah, so I suppose basic economics, again, I am not an, uh, an expert. Um, if you, I don't claim to be an expert. If if you go on to any crypto YouTuber and you watch them long enough, they're going to use the phrase, this is not financial advice, but it's yeah. almost tongue in cheek now because no one wants to get sued. Yeah. And like for me, I'm, I'm not a, I don't have a degree in business. I come from a science background, education background. I don't have a degree in, I'm not an accountant. I, one, one of you is an accountant, but I'd be writing. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't have that kind of uh, knowledge of economics. I don't have the official title. There's no such thing as a Bitcoin expert at the moment. I think Andre Antonopoulos is the only one I would consider a real Bitcoin expert. When I'm into things, I do kind of get a bit obsessive with them. I can hear my friends going, yeah, there, you know, it's very much like it's so I, I do. I wouldn't invest in anything without doing the research first. So even what draws though, you to it, Shane? Pardon? What, drew, what draws you to it? Yeah, like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, you, you, you have these, again, it's another meme, like, oh, I'm in it for the tech, you know, winks, but... Uh, <laughs> No, I, I want to make money. I want to make money. I want to um, kind of, uh, it's a hedge against inflation. I think that, that would sum it up because, I mean, the, um, the fictitious character, Satoshi Nakamoto, who uh, designed this and wrote the white paper on this, and no one really knows who they are that kind of put this out on Reddit and it basically got everyone involved and, and, and you know, mining and, and, and trading and stuff like that. I think their vision was peer-to-peer -peer without a middleman. Like, you know, so if I send you, one Bitcoin, like leaves my wallet, goes to you. The miners are there to secure that transaction. So the Bitcoin blockchain, that's never been hacked. So you might hear about exchanges getting hacked. Like for example, um, like if Coinbase, I don't think you know, Coinbase has never been hacked, but like 
if that's hacked, you could lose your Bitcoin, possibly, but the Bitcoin blockchain has never been hacked. Similarly to um, when Twitter was hacked last summer, I think, if you, I don't know if you remember that, they hacked like Barack Obama's account and Donald Trump and a load of really high profile Twitter profiles. Um, but what you had was the headlines were Bitcoin scam. But what it was actually was the these hackers, they hacked these Twitter profiles and they said something like, uh, I'm doing a Bitcoin giveaway, send me one and a Bitcoin and I'll double it. Like, you know, I mean, but people got caught out. People like, like, like there was, there was like, I think there's some like, I think the last time I saw it was like $40,000 or something. Maybe that's, maybe I, I don't know exactly what the figure was, but I remember going, that is a lot of people who got caught out in that, like, you know? So, um, yeah, I suppose to simplify it's, it's, it's a digital currency. It's decentralized, not controlled by one particular company or person. And um, there is a fixed supply. So that's really what draws me to it, like that fixed supply. I mean, if you look at, um, I read a factor recently that uh, I think 25% of all the US dollars in existence were digitally printed in 2020 because of all the stimulus checks and stuff they gave Americans. And like that only devalues the currency. I mean, if you if you look at something simple like the price of a, a pint of Guinness, I don't know if you're Guinness drinkers or not, but uh, yeah. like take anything. But the, the pint of Guinness, like you know, it's the same stuff. It's the same volume. It's like 568 mil or something like that. But you go back through like you know year for year for year for year, you know it was cheaper. It's just cheaper and cheaper because just inflation. Whereas if the currency is deflation, I think that's one of the main things that attracts me to it. That you know it will go up and down. There is a chance it's going to drop to zero. I personally don't believe that for a second. Um, I, you know, we could all get stung. We could all be wrong. But I would rather be the guy in 20, 30 years' time going, I gave that a go and I was wrong. Then, oh, I sold at 10,000 and now it's worth 100 grand or 200 grand. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm. So it is a risk. It's 100% a risk. Like anyone who watched the channel, it's like a cliche, I will say, it's not financial advice. Do your own research and never, ever invest more than you can afford to lose. Mm. Because that's just good advice for, for anyone on anything. Like I bought a bike two weeks ago and I went online and I compared it and I talked to my friends who were into mountain biking and I, you know, I'm just, I'm not going to buy a bike without actually investing. So why would you, not do your own research before you invest. And I think that's one of the reasons I made the channel because I still believe as much as Bitcoin is a, I think it's a household name at this stage. So many people don't understand what it is. And what's scarier is I think a lot of people who've invested in it, if you ask them kind of a simple question that like, what's the current block reward? Like if, you, if you've you invested, you should know that that's 6.25 Bitcoin every, every 10 minutes or per block. You know what I mean? So I, I just think if um, people understood it more, more people would be on board. Apart, um, apart from going to your YouTube channel, where, where where are the kind of key places that people need to know to log on to to, to start? Oh, um, okay, I would read. Sorry, I came prepared. Um, I didn't write this book. I'm not plugging. <laughs> um, I read the Bitcoin Standard by uh, it's it's safe safety. In, can you pronounce this? It's the name is safety and safety and amos amos yeah. maybe you can drop a link or something yeah, but the I'll bitcoin standard definitely i'll definitely read that book i'd read the white paper it's a pdf it's about i think it's about 12 pages so that's the white paper that uh, basically outlines what it is you can get that just google bitcoin white paper comes up as a pdf 
I would start with them. Um, but like, obviously, I, I, I'm going to recommend my own channel because it's fairly accessible and it's short. But there are some fantastic crypto YouTubers out there that like, like the Crypto Zombie, fantastic. Um, um, Carl the Moon is quite good. He's he's not everyone's cup of tea, but he he's a uh, his calls are very very good. He knows what he's doing. Um, there's another the Crypto Mobster. These are all people like you know they've all really really like non dodgy names at all, but they know what they're doing. Like these guys are like you know if I'm thinking something, I'll often look at them and kind of go. Yeah, I think that call is that that's kind of right, you know. So um d- definitely I would if th- those three names would uh well worth a watch if you're I would consume anything you can get. Read read the articles, read the bad articles, read the ones that are like say um trouble for Bitcoin ahead, read the ones that say drop on the hash rate, read the ones that says uh, you know, a hack, because otherwise you're completely biased. Yes. You know? It seems like just it it seems like a and I haven't done too much um, research into this. I've only been looking at this for the last say month or so, um, and it seems like there's two camps. Like it's either going to a million or it's going to zero, and it's kind of like the it's it seems like it's kind of a little bit of a silo thing. Um, and because of my optimism, Mark, I'm all about those million. That's what I want to play. I don't want to. I don't want to think about it going to zero. But we, you were saying, Luke, like before that, like when we're when when our kids are older. What is it that's happening now that they're going to say to us, why didn't you get on board with that? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But your response, and I think we're both in this, we're kind of around the same age category that your response could be, it'd be like, well, that was the MySpace and then Facebook came along. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we don't know if this is the Bebo or do, yeah. do you, I'm not sure. Do you remember Bebo? I, remember yeah. Yeah. I hope this no one ever finds my Bebo. That's all I'm thinking. Like I worry Pardon? about the, I worry about my Bebo every day. If anyone finds yeah. the, some of those comments, <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah, it, it, it could be the Bebo, it could be the MySpace, or it could be the Facebook. Yeah, you know, um, and you're absolutely one hundred percent right. There is that kind of culture, not just in Bitcoin and anything. Something's either terrible or it's great. You know that that it's, I don't think it's going to zero. I think in order for it to go to zero, everyone would have to just sell, like everyone. You know, there's going to be some diehard holders out there. Do I think it's going to go to a million in my lifetime? I wouldn't rule it out, but I can't say with any form of certainty. No one can. Well, Shane, I think it's going to a million and I'll tell Mark why. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to convince him. Uh, no, I think, so I'm looking at things like, since since I ha- I've had a, a child, I've been thinking about things in a completely different way. Before, because I, I've worked in sales for a long time and I'm in this, so we, it's always monthly quotas and monthly targets and stuff like that. So I've just been monthly, monthly, monthly. Um, but since I've had the child, my mind has expanded into a 20 year vision. That's like, I don't want to buy anything that I'm not going to hold for 20 years. It's like a superpower, right? Um, so I've got uh, like Mark, I've t- told Mark about all this stuff, but I've got like uh, stuff on CRISPR, gene technology stuff that is not doing well this year, but I have no, I don't care at all. Those, that's the space where I think it's going to be. So I'm, I'm picking what I'd like to have in 20 years to give to him or to uh, be able to kind of uh, leverage so he can get in a, a house or an apartment or, you know, give, I want to have something that's uh, going to be growing. And then sometimes when you look at the, so I, I set up a Coinbase account. So for the, those people that are listening, again, not advice, but like kind of advice, <laughs> um, not financial investing advice, but like <laughs> app advice. 
Do you know? yeah. um, so if you go to Coinbase, it's kind of it's the they've just IPO their public publicly traded company that kind of gave me a little bit more um, confidence in them. Um, a lot of people use a thing called Binance, which I have no idea what that is. Is that just more? Is that just a bigger exchange? It's another exchange. Like think of Coinbase is basically the most user friendly um, crypto exchange. It's the pop music. Yeah. Of exchange it feels like yeah. that it feels great when you go in and then so when you're when you're used to this when you're going and you're i used to work in davy stockbrokers as well i used to go in and it was like very much uh okay you know we've got a yield on this oh, it's 0.6 percent and then we all you know all this kind of stuff and then you go into coinbase and they've got like 60 different coins and they're all up like 80 percent on the day and stuff you're like uh, it seems like you just have to throw as throw if you throw enough darts you're going to hit, hit a winner <laughs> but i guess there's a flip side of that but my point is um the the type of growth that are in that's the the, the more speculative ones but even what's a bitcoin's grown in the hundreds of percent over the last year or something yeah it uh um march 2020 it was down to 4000 and then it hit a peak at 64900 like a month ago god. so oh god what's it? 4 into 64 what are you talking one don't do maths on the radio 16x <laughs> or something like that 16x i mean so that's not bad <laughs> yeah 16x mark so if you want to invest in one of those big companies uh that you like um a 16x investment investment is like unheard of especially in a year that's nuts so mm-hmm. the the when you think about the exponential growth of that and how the supply is shrinking then you start to get the a feel for the economics and there's places in the world that are accepting bitcoin cash on your card and stuff it's it will be something that people can use i worry that okay that's kind of the use case where like i i really got excited about just before this call i was listening to the six one uh or sorry it wasn't six one it was just like the the mid the midday news and uh so for their international uh listeners we've got like one kind of real news that everybody watches in ireland on rt um and the governor of the central bank was warning people not to invest in bitcoin and i was like he's worried we're coming for him right and that that made me think oh if he's trying to put me off um he's he's out of a job imagine if the the government couldn't have that chokehold on everything mm-hmm. there's no deemed yeah. disposal on uh on crypto stuff um mm-hmm. it's it, it's just something that I, to me makes complete sense and i think that it takes a it, you have to take like there's a gap there where like is this is is this just kind of just speculative and then you can start to think is money just speculative money only mm-hmm. has value that we put in it and they keep on pumping pumping money into the system so like i've worked hard i've saved my money and they are just diluting it every year and if you can have a system where that's not the case um the problem is (laughs) there's there's so much speculation that the the variance of price is so so much that as i think now it's i say it would probably be impossible to set up like a like a like a bitcoin bank where you're giving mortgages at like in bitcoin it's starting is it yeah like um like the uh, this is I just again I just explain what this is like I'm not trying to plug this but like um, if you buy off Coinbase and you leave your Bitcoin on Coinbase you check your app it's in a wallet right the thing I just showed you there is called a cold storage wallet and when you buy off Coinbase and you give them your money you don't really have custody of your private keys like it's basically an IOU yeah so it's like 
going to bank buying a house and they're like oh yeah the house is yours but we're just going to hang on to this deed here mm. you know what i mean yeah. so with that thing you can actually you, you send your money basically from coinbase to that and you basically sign for it using a dig- digital sig- signature you've cost your own private keys it's actually yours so if coinbase gets hacked not your problem okay you know yeah now like that's the safest way of storing bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies um like but if you take something like BlockFi, just like just www.blockfi.com, uh, this is, have you heard of, you know, probably don't know who the Winklevoss twins are. Yeah. Only from Facebook. The, the Facebook movie that I've seen. Them. Yeah. The quite they're, good looking guys. Yeah. With yeah the they were the who I think they countersued um, Mark Zuckerberg said he stole the idea. Um, they're Bitcoin billionaires. Like they've been in for like years. They're most, like silly rich. Um, I'm pretty sure that's one of their companies. And what you can do is like, you can send Bitcoin to that and it's an interest account, 6% a year and it pays it out in Bitcoin. So like, if you just, like, let's just, let's just have a look at that. Like you put you one Bitcoin, let's say if you have one Bitcoin, you send it to BlockFi, you set up your interest account. You earn 6% of a Bitcoin. So what banks do you know that are given 6% interest? It's not so me. the next thing, like DeFi, the world of decentralized finance, like you're going to have, there's going to be insurance um, getting involved. Like you've had U-turns from JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs, all these people yeah. who say, no, don't touch that. Yeah. Like in 2017, JP Morgan literally said, you fire anyone in this company trading Bitcoin. Now they're offering it to their clients. Like it's, it's bizarre. Like, so all that stuff that will happen. You know, it's, it's such a like, so Mark, so J, JP Morgan are saying, okay, we're going to offer this to our high net worth individuals. So the problem is it's a finite, uh, resource right there's there's only a certain amount and loads of them have been lost and all that type of stuff there's also a lot of them off the market um so out there in cold storage uh like shane just said there so they're not they're not for sale you know so that squeezes supply as well so say if you're mark i'm not a conspiracy theorist as you know but say if you're uh say if you hold the keys to a a lot of money and you 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 need something and you don't want to pay a lot for it You'd rather get a discount so you can sell it to your rich clients, you know, or hold it for them. Would you manipulate a market to do that? Do you think? If you if you could. I wouldn't put it past people. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna say so the recently there was a big sell off in uh in uh Bitcoin and there was a lot of people saying that Wait a second, what? <laughs> <laughs> there was a yeah. big there was a big uh and it would dip from like sixty four down below thirty and now it's back up to forty ish or something and uh instantly a certain amount of those coins that were bought at the lower price were taken off the market uh you know that type of move that's the kind of industrial money uh, or institutional money that is doing yeah. that right uh, and they do it before they do it with loads of different things and uh, this isn't this is an old play for them but mm-hmm. in you, some people look at that and they're worried and then you could look at that and say now that they, those guys are playing they're legitimizing the whole thing mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um 100% manipulation happens, 100%. And it's easier to do with Bitcoin because the market cap is small. Like, okay, the market cap of Bitcoin, when it was coming up to its last, its all-time high, 64,900. Somewhere along those lines, I think when it hit about 60,000, I don't have the exact maths here, but it hit 1 trillion. And that was important because gold's market cap is 10 trillion. And the whole narrative is, that Bitcoin, while people, it's not necessarily being used as a peer-to-peer, people aren't spending it. 
I'm not going to go into Starbucks and spend, you know, five euro worth of Bitcoin on a coffee or whatever when it could be worth like 50, 100. That's just stupid. <laughs> you know did that, I mean? Didn't they? So like, it's like, you know, um, if, if the narrative, if it flips gold's market cap, it could become gold 2.0, digital gold, and be used as store of value. It's not, it's, it's always going to have that 21 million supply. And, you know, for reasons even like earlier on that I've stated that it's estimated that approximately 2 million are lost. There's no real way of finding that, but like people are losing their private keys. It's not like, you, there's no complaints hotline. You forget your password and you forget your 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 different your your login keys and stuff like that. There's no you can't phone up like that company, you can't phone up that company and say, oh, I forgot my password, I forgot X and Y. It doesn't happen. There's no Bitcoin hotline. Mm. And a lot of people aren't ready for that responsibility yet either. That's because it because of the limited supply is it, is it just going to get to a stage where there's two types of people in the world? <clears throat> people who have Bitcoin are, are, you know, like something similar and people who don't. Do you know, because like, or is yeah. it not supposed to be a global currency? I'm a bit confused in that regard. It could. Um, first of all, like, like, okay, I'm obviously very biased. I'm obviously a Bitcoin bull. I'm obviously pro-Bitcoin. There's, there's no, it's not perfect though. Um, and a lot of YouTubers, I've noticed, even the ones I like, there maybe could do it being a little bit more objective, you know? Yeah. So to answer that question, really, you still have to remember that for every one Bitcoin, there's like 100 million Satoshis. So it can be broken up into tiny decimals. A lot of people, I think as my mom said to me recently, like she goes, oh, I see the Bitcoins up like, and she kind of goes, how much of that do you have? I think, I think my mom's the only person I've actually ever answered that question truthfully to. And she goes, isn't it great to be in a position to be doing that? And I was kind of going, you weren't around when I was holding during the bear market for two, three years. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and I think as well, she's getting that, you know, a lot of people, what's it now? $37,000. The normal person on a normal job does not have $37,000 lying around, you know? Um, and, but people forget it, you can buy tiny, tiny decimals of it. Yeah. So Yeah. The Bitcoin can be broke up into 100 um, million Satoshis. So th there's that. But this is controversial. I do not believe in my lifetime it's going to be the world reserve currency. I just don't see that happening. Do I see it hitting 100,000? Yes. Do I see it hitting 300,000? Yes. Could I see it in half, half million, 10, 20 years? Yeah. There's always going to be that proportion of society and your friends who will say, that's ridiculous. But I remember explaining to my friends in 2017, in, it would have been June outside um, Pmax. Okay. It's in a pub town. in Dublin. Yeah. I was like, for, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get involved in some of this. It was 2,000 euro at the time per coin. I was like, I'm buying some of this. I was laughed out of it. Monopoly money, fake money. Forget about it. That's crazy. Why, why just give that to me? You know, it's, but hey, like, you know, here we are. And Mark, like the, to answer your question, Eric, to maybe comment on your question, it's almost like you got to be, you got to, like, you got to protect yourself against that by buying some insurance w with some Bitcoin. If you're not into the, say, if you don't, you're not a bull, you're not, you're not like me and you're like, this is a million uh, easy, you know, it's going to bring down governments, you know, 
anti-establishment, hate taxes, all that type of stuff. <laughs> Just joking. Well, <laughs> I right. don't believe in any of that, but I don't, I don't have a full tinfoil hat. Yet, you know? but, yeah. um, no. No. Yeah. but my point is to Mark, if you, I think, uh, I don't know who said this. I've been on a lot of uh, blogs and stuff like that, but someone's saying like, if depending on how, what your income is or whatever, um, you should be using this as a hedge to say, if it does become the de facto investment, if the people who have a Bitcoin now are the ones that are the only ones who can buy, you know, houses and stuff because they've got that as collateral, you should be buying, you know, whatever, 50 euro a month of that over a few years, dollar, dollar costs, averaging it in, um, you know, just so you have some. So if there is a big uplift, you're not left behind. Right. So you're, you're like your, rel- your relative wealth stays the same ish, you know, mm-hmm. um, so I think there is an argument for that. Mm-hmm. And I, I just I just had a thought there as well. Like say if somebody came and offered me, so is it real currency? If someone came to me and offered me the equivalent of what my house is worth in Bitcoin, I'd take it. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's real. Right. So as in, are you saying, would you do that? Or are you asking the question? It's... No, I would do I would do that. So I'm saying that, right. that kind of proves that it is real currency in that case, because I would accept, I would exchange my biggest asset for the euro price of that. Right. Because I think, you know, that much would be life-changing <laughs> 10 years from now. Do you know? Yeah. So yeah. I think that's an interesting one. But like, so if we, we we've talked a lot about the, the kind of, the reasons behind it and that type of thing. From a strategic point of view, um, how much, how many bitcoins do you think you need to be a millionaire in ten years? To be a billionaire? <laughs> no, a millionaire. A millionaire. I'd settle for a million. Uh, shit. In ten years. I know so that's this, that's how, it, yeah. All right. So in ten years, like, how do you, how do you even how do you even predict that? Like, you know, I suppose you work out when you think it's going to be a million, and then work out what the price is now and every. Um, I, I honestly don't know. Like, no one knows. That's yeah. that's that's. that's mm-hmm. I think it's, 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 Shane, it's, let's let's say that that's the reason you're in it, right? You wanna mm-hmm. you wanna make some serious money in ten, yeah. even twenty years. Yeah. And I know you don't want to give financial advice, but what what's a range that somebody hypothetically like myself and Luke should be thinking of investing? Let's say per month. If you, if you if we want to potentially see uh, some serious return, basically, like, are you talking about getting off zero? Yeah. Like, I'm assuming you have no Bitcoin. We have no Bitcoin right now. No. Right. Personally, if I was starting from scratch, if I was starting from scratch, given the price of Bitcoin now, I would do two things. I would start dollar cost averaging. Okay, I would. And actually, just on that term, just to explain, any any kind of terms that come up or that we should know, yeah, no might problem. be worth kind of so explaining them. It's basically when every you get paid, let's say you get paid every two weeks, and you pick out a certain amount of money, you're like, okay, I can afford to lose that. As in, poof, gone, you will never see it again. You have to have that mentality because it's still very risky. I'm yeah. not going to lie and say, oh, no, I'll be grand. It's not. It's like if you could lose all this money. We don't know. It could could go to zero. I don't believe that, but start dollar cost average. So just commit. You can set up a recurring buy on Coinbase or personally, I would get on a cheaper exchange. They won't be as user friendly, but maybe something like Kraken and just work, work it out. You'll be able to work it out. It's, it's, it's straightforward, but pick a certain amount you can afford to lose. And whether the price goes up, you invest that amount. Let's just say it's 50 euro. If the price goes up, 
you buy Bitcoin. The price goes down, you buy Bitcoin. The price goes sideways, you buy Bitcoin. That's the first thing. The second thing you would do, which is something I've started to do maybe in the last 12 months, is look for undervalued altcoins. So obviously there are thousands of cryptocurrencies. I think in one of the, I did a binge on your podcast today and you mentioned like Coinbase, I think it was the last episode and there's about like, I don't know, 8,000 coins or something like that. A lot of these coins are like, they're shit coins. Like they're, they're just, they're just shit coins. They're, they don't have a fixed supply. They don't have an actual use case. They're mean coins. Like the likes of Dogecoin. It's crazy. Uh, it's a crazy time we live in. I would find altcoins that have good fundamentals that actually read up on them that actually seem to be trying to solve a problem, um, you know, it, or filling a space or a gap in the market. When I say undervalued, average into Bitcoin, but obviously Bitcoin's uh, very expensive. So look for other altcoins, so other cryptocurrencies that aren't Bitcoin, that have decent fundamentals, that look like they solve an actual problem and that fill a gap in the market, but... Go on to TradingView and don't look at what Ethereum or Polkadot or Cardano, whatever one you pick is priced in euros or dollars. Look at it priced in Bitcoin and look for the ones that are undervalued because when they pump and a lot of the altcoins in during a bull run, percentage wise will, will, will pump uh, against Bitcoin, will gain value against Bitcoin, then you trade them back for Bitcoin. So for example, um, I'll give you a very, very example, uh, simple example. So um, a few months ago, I noticed... Uh, have you ever, ever heard of Polkadot? I've heard of Polkadot, but I don't know too much about it. It's the guy from yeah, Ethereum yeah. or something went there. Yeah, right? uh, Gavin Wood. So he was right. like co-founder. Ethereum went off on his own. Um, long story short, uh, different blockchains, all the different things. Polkadot helps them communicate with each other. So um, the, back in like December after you know a few people recommended it to me and then after talking to him, my friend was really, really good at researching all coins. I traded a certain amount of Bitcoin for Polkadot. And now it's pumped against Bitcoin. So like it's pumped as in like whatever amount of Bitcoin I put in is now worth three, four times the amount, trade it back. You know what I mean? Okay. So you're using, so, using that, those, uh, those trades to feed your overall Bitcoin. Uh, addiction, yeah. Yeah, so you're, you're yeah. So that's, that was kind of, it's, it's an interesting one. You're actually using uh, crypto, crypto to actually do that. Me and Mark were thinking about, like we've got, uh, like online, uh, our, we've got uh, like Amazon t-shirt businesses, right? That make a certain amount a month. We were saying, okay, now that's just what we're going to pump into crypto as, you know, yeah. we barely, we don't really need that anyway. It's kind of like, it's mm -hmm. kind of funny money generally, but you're yeah. doing that except you're doing it with, with crypto. It seems like it might be a better return. So we might have yeah, to look into that. I mean, it's, it's the way I see it is like, yeah, dollar cost average is grand along and all, but it's, it's just slow. You yeah. know what I mean? And what I'm doing is a risk because I could put that, let's say, hypothetically put one Bitcoin into Polkadot and Polkadot collapsed. That's the yeah. risk you take. But that comes down to, again, do your own research like, and be looking for those coins. Um, I have a friend who's like, he's just determined to find um, the, you know, the, the really low market caps that is only like, you know, like the market caps are like a million or two like that. And then for that to pump like 60,000% or something. And, and it happens. Like I mentioned Dogecoin earlier on. Like I'm not even like I'm not I'm not going to touch that. But people are doing scalp trades. They're trading Bitcoin for Dogecoin for, uh, when it collapses. It pumps against Bitcoin and they trade it back and they get free free Bitcoin. Then. You know what I mean? So I love that. What's that strategy called? Is there a name for that? Uh, pump and dump or scalp a scalp trade. You know, okay. um, but it, it's just basically 
trading Bitcoin for undervalued altcoins, but you have to on trading view just look for um, change the pair from Bitcoin to Euro to Bitcoin and whatever coin you're, you're researching. You know, like a lot mm. of them are still pretty undervalued. Like so, like when Bitcoin has a bull run, like it might pump or let's say it pumps like fifty percent or whatever like that. Some of the altcoins could pump like 200, 300%. It's, it's not uncommon for, for that to happen, but they tend to crash harder as well. So, you it's, know, uh, it, like if, if, if people just want to get off zero, start dollar cost averaging. Uh, is, uh, they're getting off zero. I think that's where we're at now. I think, you know, me and Mark speculating on uh, Polkadot right now is probably not the, uh, the our first stop, although it does seem like it's the most fun that we could have, but um we should maybe mark like we're, we're both we're both going to put in a certain amount um every month maybe we'll have half go to crazy spe- speculation uh you know and half to bitcoin and then whatever we win we put into the bitcoin thing that- yeah i i kind of again because i have so much going on i would prefer kind of set it and forget it type strategy personally okay. yeah but uh if you're willing to do the the heavy lifting luke go ahead yeah, it's it's hard. To, it's it's uh, Shane. Are you there? Shane's uh, face is, is frozen there, as if I, th- I think he was. It looked like he was interested in what we were saying. I can, but it, I can <laughs> still hear you. <laughs> okay, he's still there. Yeah, okay, I, I, I can still hear you. Because oh. uh, I was. Uh, Mark makes a point there that having something that's a little bit more kind of set it and forget it, or you know, giving you that exposure that you that you know that you're worried about missing the boat rather than the act of trading because uh i i've got I've, I've tried that a few times and i've got a uh like a spread betting account that i trade like uh commodities and stuff like that and you, you have to if you're going to make money out of it you, you got to be checking in every day you got to know what the kind of the macro stuff is happening with corn um you know and you know if you're busy it, it is a, t- a tough thing to kind of capitalize on um unless you're doing a full-time in puerto rico or wherever these uh, crypto guys do be hanging out um so we like i guess we're coming up on where, where we usually um where we usually kind of <laughs> leave with our uh kind of like uh our final thoughts or what what we you know our call to action for people listening i think from after talking to you about this whole uh, bitcoin thing and you know the, the fear of missing out is there for sure but i actually after doing a lot of a lot more research it seems like this is something that i'd like to get into and i think that like i think it was a really good piece of advice you said is you got to understand it if you're going to invest in it um so take the time to uh learn about it um you know take everybody's advice with a pinch of salt on uh you know on you on youtube on both sides trying to figure out exactly what's going on and uh get cracking i think cracking is actually a <laughs> it's actually an exchange mark <laughs> so yeah, must have got the name from <laughs> so mark baker you all in what are we thinking yeah. five, five five grand a month what do you think <laughs> let's do i it. don't have that much cash on the hip <laughs> but uh i think it, it's it needs to be something substantial though to keep me interested yeah we'll take we'll we'll discuss this offline yeah we'll take it offline <laughs> but uh shane we do have one more question for you before you uh you head off to your uh bitcoin palace that you've built for we, yourself we have some final questions oh we, we got some okay yeah yeah the, the quick fire ones yeah quick fire um, yeah let's do it let's do it i might keep a few of these kind of crypto based but what apps do you use the most um crypto apps 
if you like. Um, I, I, I do. I still use Coinbase um, for if it's just handy for buying on the go. Uh, I use Kraken as well for kind of limit trades and uh, just very, very cheap fees. And then I actually use the stocks app, the one that comes on the iPhone. That's just just handy, just like the layout of it for quick checks and stuff like that. Okay, very good. Um, how much money is enough money? How much money is enough money? If you could pay off your mortgage or a substantial chunk of your mortgage, I think I think if you could pay off your mortgage, that is more than enough money because then your money coming in then you can spend on doing the things that matter like the way i look at it is um i'm into music i'm into snowboarding and i'm into mountain biking and they're all going to be pretty dis- if you listen to a song it's going to pretty much sound the same whether you're a millionaire or whether you're on minimum wage so yeah i think pay off the mortgage that would be class like just to not have to pay rent to mortgage ever again i think that would be enough to be proper rich it's, it's such an interesting concept as well because i often think about that and i think I'd probably just I'd just make coffee. I just I know I think things would I think you know your perception of how much you need would change a little bit if you've got that kind of um put aside. Um but like you know uh that's still quite a substantial sum to a lot of, to a lot of people. Depends on yeah. where you want to live. Yeah, exactly. It's really, yes, that's a good point. Um okay. If you could advise somebody to learn one skill, what would it be? One skill. Bitcoin mining. <laughs> it doesn't pay as well as it used to. <laughs> At one skill. Oh, well. Honestly, probably to swim. To swim. I think everyone should be able to swim. It's a good answer. It's yeah. really important. Yeah. It used to be a lifeguard. It's kind of been built. It's been built into me. Yeah. yeah. So I think the swimming. Very good. Um, you kind of, you mentioned earlier, but it, what, what book would you recommend to the the 18 year old you would it be that book that, that you mentioned already no no it would be a book called it actually ties into paul um paul devani there uh, it's called it's a book called into thin air it is the best book i've ever read it's about um climbing everest and a disaster that happened on everest it's a true story you would not be disappointed into thin air by john crocker fantastic nice very good and what advice would you give to the 18-year-old Shane? Oh, my God. Shut up. Talk less. Listen more. You don't know everything. That's exactly what I'd say to him. And he wouldn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be wasted anyway. <laughs> yeah, absolutely wasted. Yes, he, he has to learn his own way. That's it. That's it. One more. Shane, what would you prefer? A T-shirt that says Shark Pod on it? Um, or would you prefer a Shark Pod mug? keep you up all night looking at your stocks i reckon i'm going to go for the mug and occasionally i'm going to uh when i'm filming the, filming the episodes take a drink out of it and give you a plug as well wow. because i really appreciate you uh asking me on here i really do appreciate it and I, I thoroughly enjoyed the podcast i'm going to keep listening and uh yeah i can i have one thing actually if you wouldn't yeah, mind go for it um one of the lads, uh, someone, one of my friends basically said, look, he was curious about investing in Bitcoin. I said, look, keep it simple. Download, download Coinbase and invest. Uh, every time you get paid, you get paid. You get paid every two weeks. I said, right, put in a tenner every two weeks. So your total investment is going to be 260 euro. And it might be worth that in the end. And I said, if the Bitcoin is worth less than 260, 
in the end, I'd buy it off him for the price that he paid. So he will not lose anything. So it's a basically a win-win, you know? And I'll, I'll take that bet once to 10 or every two weeks. Um, we're pretty much genuine because I'll still get the Bitcoin out of it. In future, I think I will do better, even if it goes collapsing over the next uh, year. But, um, you know, it's, it's a no-brainer for him. Like, he still gets 260 quid and I'm stuck with the risk, but I don't think it's a risky I think I've made my feelings quite clear on that. Yeah, I think that's a great way to look at it as well. So, like, keep keep it long term view, like any investment. And uh, the yeah, it, the trading is a different thing, and it's uh, you know, it, it requires different skills, but um, different knowledge. But um, I think the the investing, if you're going to be like like me, who's just going to be like uh, just hanging on to anything I ever buy, because I don't care what the price is, I would never sell anyway. It's like <laughs> I would say that with my uh. <laughs> Like uh, with even like we're talking about housing and stuff like that. This is the house that I want to live in. So if the price went down, it's still priceless. I wouldn't sell it. So yeah, yeah gotcha. Uh, but anyway, so thanks very much, Shane, for coming on the podcast uh, today. We'll put all the links to your YouTube stuff in the uh, in the show notes as well as that book and uh, some other bits and pieces. Um, and none of this was financial advice, but some of the I'm sure that people are out there. They're listening. They want to become millionaires. This might be the easiest way to do it. Let's do it, Mark. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs>